Okay, I think we're live here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very, very happy to be here with you. Kind of put together a last-minute show, but I think it's what everybody's talking about, or at least a lot of people, they're messaging me about it. Um, you can see this article right here. This is from Daily Wire, but this is starting to hit the mainstream bombshell UFO report. U.S. military encounters UFOs every day that far exceed its tech capabilities. And this is starting to come from government insiders. So this whole subject is really starting to come to life. We, of course, have the, uh, I think it was supposed to be beginning of June is when the Pentagon are supposed to come out and share what they know about these things that have been flying around in our airspace with impunity that have been documented by hundreds of thousands of witnesses all over the world for many, many decades. Uh, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. I've interviewed literally everybody you possibly can interview in this field for many, many years. Um, done a lot of research, done a lot of thinking about it. We are in very unique times for this particular subject to be coming out. I'm uh, just making sure we're live on Twitch. How is everybody on Twitch? DLive. Let's so say hello to the foxhole. Hello, everybody on the foxhole. You will know today's guest. She is another foxholer. Um, we have Alara here from One Foot and 5D. I'm going to bring her on in a second. I just want to kind of introduce this, go through this article real quick with you. Um, and we're going to get into this big question that I know every single person out there listening has. The vast majority of comments that I've gotten on the UFO subject right now, as all the stuff is coming out and we've had history channel documentaries and other documentaries and shows coming out. And we've had all these guys coming from within military, from private sector, from all over the place recently in the last, during this entire lockdown, entire, the, the entire lockdown, we've been having these little mini prods towards the disclosure coming from official military and, and political sources. Um, and I did a show with, uh, Richard Dolan, who I respect. I've worked with him for a long time on and off. And, uh, he had a kind of a different take than many people, but many people think this is project blue beam. This is a big fake psyop fraud because of course the COVID narrative and the economic narrative and the energy stuff is all kind of falling apart. It's coming out. So many exposures are coming out. So they definitely do need something big to distract everybody with. So this absolutely could be that. But we're going to look at this from a few different angles today, because um, like all these subjects, it's not as cut and dry as we might think it is, and we need to get the facts out on the table so we can have better informed decisions about where we're at with this. But let's just go through this real quick. This is from Daily Wire. An explosive report featured on CBS News 60 Minutes featured several former U.S. military officials who talked about what the U.S. government knows about unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAP, more commonly referred to as UFOs. The segment comes ahead of a report that the military is supposed to deliver an unclassified report to Congress by next month. Former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe said in a recent interview that the findings will shock people because, frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. These are things that we've known for decades and decades. Um, we've got, of course, newsworthy quotes from the 60-minute segments that Lou Elizondo, former U.S. military official that led the U.S. government's effort to investigate UAP, quote, imagine a technology that can do 600 to 700 G-forces that can fly at 13,000 miles an hour 
that can evade radar and that can fly through the air, water, and possibly space. Oh, and by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control surfaces, and yet can still defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. Uh, next one was Elizondo on explanations for what people are witnessing. Quote, in some cases, there are simple explanations for what people are witnessing, but there are some that are not. We're simply just, or we're, we're not just simply jumping to a conclusion that's saying, oh, that's a UAP, UAP out there. We're going through our due diligence. Is it some sort of new type of cruise missile technology that China has developed? Is it some sort of high altitude balloon that's conducting resonance? Ultimately, when you've exhausted all of those ifs, you're left, you're still left with the fact that this is in our airspace and it's real. That's when it becomes compelling and that's when it becomes problematic. Uh, we had Ryan Graves, who's a former Navy pilot lieutenant, on how the often the US military encounters UAPs on the East Coast, quote, every day, every day for at least a couple years <laughs> or decades. Uh, Graves, on what he thinks the objects are, he said, I would say, you know, the highest probability is it's a threat observation program. Chris Mellon, who served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence for Presidents Clinton and George W. Bush, was on the staff of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He said, these vehicles seem to have unlimited loiter time, which we don't have. We're limited in terms of altitude. It's hard to design something that functions well at ground level that can go 60,000 or 80,000 feet and then drop down to the deck or drop to 20,000 feet. And you know, it's like a straight vertical line in seconds. Then the acceleration is beyond any, far beyond anything that we are capable of. There's nothing we could build that would be strong enough to endure that amount of force and acceleration. And it goes on and on and on. Um, let me just come back here. It, it, just very quickly before I bring Alara in here, because I want to get her opinion. And I'd like to know your opinion as well. So hit me up in the chat. Let's light this up and get this debate going and see where we can find uh, the truth here. But I, I've spoken to real people that I know and trust that have seen these things, that have experienced these things, multiple witness events. I myself have had my own sightings and experiences. I've researched this subject intently since probably early 2000s. I've always been interested in it. Um, one of the quotes that got me into it came from uh, Giordano Bruno, who was killed by the Vatican, I think in 1600, for basically saying something to the effect of that, you know, billions of suns exist in the universe. We're not the only one. Uh, planets revolve around those suns, similar to the way we are, you know, we're, we're in the same situation here and living beings inhabit those worlds. And then, you know, started reading into ancient literature, getting into the, um, archeological record, the mythological record, which a lot of people skip over and they shouldn't, uh, because there's over 30,000 documented, um, instances in ancient texts and literature throughout the world that talk about either advanced beings visiting earth in ancient times or already being on the earth prior to what we now call human beings and <clears throat> on and on and on it goes this is such a rabbit hole everybody's got their opinion it's probably one of the more divisive subjects out there i think it's all very interesting that it's coming out now as we're experiencing the threat of war the pandemic the lockdowns the um you know, the, the stuff going on with the election, uh, the fact that all this stuff is coming out about worldwide human trafficking, uh, Hollywood is being exposed, the media is being exposed, uh, the economic lie is being exposed, and now they're hitting us with this. 
Um, I can't help but think there definitely has to be some angle to it. Although I do have um, a little bit of pause because I think to myself, if they let even a little bit of this cat out of the bag, there's just no putting it back. There's no putting it back. And so the question would be, are they that desperate that they would use this as some kind of leverage to try to control it, to distract us? Because it could get out of their hands really, really quickly. Because if they even get any level of official recognition after mocking us for 70 years for talking about it or thinking about it, this is going to throw all the legitimacy up in the air of, of, of government in general, the media. It, it's a nightmare scenario. So I'm very curious to see what my guest today thinks. So I'd love to welcome the lovely Alara from One Foot in 5D. Alara, so good to see you. Thank you for jumping on Truth Warrior with me today. Yeah. Hi, David. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My favorite subject. <clears throat> it is. And we had a really awesome discussion on your show and I was really happy and honored to be invited onto your platform. We had a lot of fun, got a lot of good feedback. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We can rehash a little bit of that here, but I basically, I sent you that article. I know you're seeing this stuff. You're really close to this subject. What's your first impression of that when we're now getting it's a conservative outlet, but there's mainstream media talking more and more about this. Tucker Carlson's talking about it. Um, even here in Canada, the Canadian ma mainstream media is talking about it with less of that make fun of it circus kind of vibe. They're, they're starting to make it a little more serious. Seems like every movie, child television show, everything is about this subject in one way, shape or form. We've had all these documentaries coming out. I was even on shows like Ancient Aliens and things like that, talking about this stuff. It seems to be popular. I think there's a truth to it, but I think that all these truths are managed. And I think this definitely has a feeling of it being managed to some level. Who's managing it? I don't know. But what's your general take on why they're starting to tell us about this? <clears throat> well, I think there's a couple angles to it. Um there's an element to it that's beyond their control. And that's why they're telling us um, it's they're managing, you know, I think that's one element, but I, t I definitely think they could be up to something. Look, they really want us to know that UFOs are real now. Why? Like you said, after mocking us for almost a century, they want us to know, not just us, we know, but they want the sleepers to know that the UFOs are real. Why? Why? Why do they want I know. the sleeping population to know that the UFOs are real? And if you look at the footage that they're showing people, a lot of it could be us. Our stuff. So Black engineered stuff or, or black budget right. stuff. Yep. That's right. That's right. So now why is the official footage that's being released as far as I've seen in my interpretation, a good portion of it could be our own stuff. So why are they releasing our own stuff and saying the UFOs are, and you know, it's weird too. Have you noticed that they're all but saying these are ETs they're, but they're not saying it. It's like, we don't know what they are. Are they, they're, they're doing everything they can to dance around the fact that are they beings other than us? or not would you guys decide what how do you not know and then you got harry reed coming out talking about oh there's you know parts over at lockheed martin and those that know know exactly what's going on at lockheed martin and other places what 
what's his part in it too? Like, why is he uh, putting Lockheed on blast? But like, ultimately, David, how do we use this to our own advantage with disclosure? Because they're never going to give us what we want, which is the truth. So how do we take advantage right. of what's going on right now, whether they're trying to pull off a potential fake invasion as a distraction from the corruption, or uh, if there's something happening with the Great Awakening on the planet that they cannot stop as far as the extraterrestrial presence, what, whatever, whatever their agenda may be or the reason behind why they're doing what they're doing, the question we need to be asking is how can we use what they're doing to force the door open? That's a really, yeah, that, that's actually a good summary of the show I want to do with you here is just kind of rule that out is because everybody has so many opinions. I'm seeing in the chat right away, people are like, these are demons in disguise and all this kind of, and, and hey, everybody's got their opinion. Who knows? We're dealing with mystery here. We're dealing with, uh, you know, decades and decades of secrecy stacked on secrecy, stacked on more and lies and disinformation. And if you think your news is bad and fake, what do you think your history department is? What do you think you're, what do you think they're giving you from the pulpit? You know what I mean? Like there's gotta be something deeper behind all of this. And it's really difficult for the average person to just go, oh, it's this 100% off we go. Like it's not so easy. That's one thing that I've learned in being in this subject for a long time is the more you look at it, the more of a Rubik's cube it is and, and the less I want to have a final word on it. I'm, I'm really just observing it like everybody else and going, uh, I, I'll tell you my personal beliefs. I believe that we're definitely not alone in this universe. I believe the ancient peoples wrote what they could in their language about what they experienced. We can interpret that in our modern day and age as being literal translations of exactly what they said these things were in literally every religious text, every language on the planet, every period of time. You can have descriptions of beings that are not human as we know human, that are advanced, that are more evolved, that seem to be in this managerial or observational role on the planet. Um, or even intricately involved in us being here. However we look at it, the, the ancient mythological record is just loaded with this. And science comes in and goes, well, all that stuff is just a bunch of campfire stories. Ignore it. And everybody's saying they've seen anything that's of, out of this world is a lunatic or is misinterpreting a bunch of lights in the sky or whatever it is. But there's so much more to it. And I always got curious by it because I went, okay, clearly – we're not, a, it just doesn't make any sense that we are just the only ones. Okay. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the question has always been, what are we dealing with? If there's others out there, if we're dealing with like a Star Trek situation or some spiritual plane of dimension that people go to right away with either way, we're dealing with something other than us. That's intricate. That's very interested in us. And that's a, that's a part of this planet, whether we like it or not. And the elites and the governments and the militaries around the world, some probably are more in the loop than others, but there's knowledge about this. There's knowledge about this in the secret society networks that I've studied a long time. They talk about this and brush it and rub, rub up against it. Um, and what I see is a lot of people interpreting data in different ways, using different names, different languages, different characters that they project onto it. But there's got to be a truth that pulls it all together. There's got to be something like it can't be that what the Christians are calling demons and angels and the, uh, the Muslims are talking about their version of that. And you know, the Buddhists and everybody has their version of it. 
all those versions are all either simultaneously right or one is right and all of them are wrong or all of them are right and all of them are wrong. Like, I don't want to confuse everybody, but this is how I'm thinking is there has to be something that sews everything together. So really quickly, my thing is I believe human beings have a physical, spiritual, dimensional reality to them. So I have a consciousness, I have a mind, I have a spiritual quality, I have a physical quality. Why was is it so hard for us to think that whatever this is, whatever they are, wouldn't also be in those same categories, would also have a physical, a spiritual, and a dimensional? What if it's all of those things? We just keep thinking about it compartmentalized. And there's something big with this story that maybe starts with us going, oh, there's something flying around the sky I can't explain. But it does lead into these bigger existential questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? What is this planet? What, is it a big giant ant farm? Is it uh, something else? You know, and, and, but this is good for us to think about, especially when we know that those in power know something that we don't know about this. And they're just not letting us know about it. Or when they do, it's always in an entertainment form. But they're changing the narrative now from just pure entertainment to reality. Why are they doing that? And this is where we get into our discussion. But that's me ranting. What do you think about that, Alora? I mean, it's 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 a deep question. I you know, I, at first when this first the the hundred and eighty day bill came out, I was excited. Oh, here we go. We're gonna get something finally. Something after my whole life of denial, we're gonna get something. But the more the days went on, I started to think, why, why are they why are they admitting to this now officially? Good point. Why? I mean, the psyop they've been running on the population has been so effective. It really has. I mean, you bring up ET topics, spiritual topics, uh, interdimensional beings, spaceships, that kind of thing, and people still laugh. As though it's not real. It's written in all of our ancient literature. These things have always been here. Look at the book of Enoch and the Watchers. They've always been here. The, 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 the question to me is, why are they hiding from us? This is like the, the really fundamental question we need to be having discussions about. Right. Why are these interdimensional, extraterrestrial, whatever they are, why are they hiding from us? Uh, clearly, they could phase in and out of our reality, which means physical reality is very limited. What we can experience with our five senses is very limited. And they obviously, the reality they exist in is outside of that. So there's more than this, which is not what scientism teaches us. Scientism teaches us this is all there is. I love the use scientism, by the way. Well, I mean, what other name uh, is there for it at this point? Yeah. It's a religion that doesn't want to be questioned, you know? And I've had experiences where... I know. And you know, the reason I'm, I talk about it like this is because I was one of those people. I studied science in college. I didn't know if there was a God. I didn't know if we had a creator. I didn't know until I knew. And I remember when it was like a religion to me, you know, because I didn't have any, I don't know. It just, we're spiritual beings and they don't want us to know that. Hmm. They that don't could want be us the big to know. Line. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, they want us to think we're this physical body in this 75 years that we spend on planet earth. There's so much more to it than that. 
And I, you know, I've learned just this much, but the little bit that I've learned has just blown open this whole new world to me. That's just amazing. I don't even want to watch science fiction anymore because our true reality, what lies beyond the veil is so much more interesting than any science fiction movie. I'm with you there. Yeah. What our earth governments have been doing in secret is so much more interesting than just about any science fiction movie. So why would I watch them? I want to figure out what's going on here. So what changed it for you, Alara? Was it like, as you, so you went to school, I know you also have your military background. Mm -mm. Was it, was it, I don't a, have or, a military background. Oh, you don't. Okay. I misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Um, you seem like it though. You, you look pretty, that's good. <laughs> um, you've got the warrior spark. That's what it is. You mm -hmm. have a warrior background. How about that? Um, what was it that changed it from being more scientifically minded? Cause I went through that phase too, where I'm just like, I'm just going to read, you know, Christopher Hitchens every day. I love him for a lot of certain things, but I just going to get into the atheistic scientific mindset. Cause it's all I can prove with my five senses, whatever. But then experiences started happening for me that changed all that. What was it for you that made you go, hold on a minute. There's gotta be something bigger here to than all this materialist stuff. I guess I'm fortunate. It depends on how you look at it. Um, I consider myself fortunate, but sometimes it, it doesn't seem like a good thing at times, but I experienced uh, one of our, well, I think it was a consciousness shift that happened to me. <clears throat> I still have a lot to learn. I'm still gathering data points, uh, but I had a ship appear to me. Now I used to think that it came through a wormhole. Okay. Because it went from a point of light to a ship, like instantly in front of my face. This is like about 50 feet in front of me. So it wasn't like a, some light off in the distance. It was an actual ship right in front of my face. So, um, this was show, so shocking to me what I was watching. And two, also I, I remember thinking, well, let me kind of relay what happened. So uh, the ship shows up. I had no idea. I hadn't thought about aliens or UFOs or any of these subjects in years. I, I was completely, you know, in the, uh, in the matrix. And, uh, there was a guy with me when it happened and I looked over at him, like, what are you seeing what I'm seeing right now? And I could see the look of terror on his face and he somehow acknowledged me. I don't remember how, but I, but I knew he could see it. And then if that wasn't kind of enough, then there was like eight military drones that came and encircled the ship and were watching me and watching the ship. And they came immediately. Now, I don't know if AI dispatched them or what, but they were there Im immediately watching everything. And um, this was before I knew anything about our secret space programs or any of that stuff. So my mind, first it, it, it just was in shock and it stayed that way for a long time. But then I had, I had to kind of come to terms with what I was looking at. So your brain goes through like this process. I'm sure others can relate. And I'm like, okay, so my mind told me, well, this has to be aliens, right? Because we don't have this technology. This, I mean, this ship was advanced. And, and just, uh, to just, just to pause you, Lara, sorry, just so for the benefit of the audience. So you were, you weren't like tripping on LSD, you weren't somewhere else. You weren't expecting, you weren't like sitting there rolling prayer beads, like come, come talk to me from the Pleiadian galaxy. Like it wasn't anything like that. It was, you were in the mindset of 
life is normal. There's nothing else. It's just material realm. And then boom, this experience just happens. Well, something like that. I will say this. I was in a dark night of the soul in my life. So mm. I was seeking internally to, to understand because I didn't understand what was going on here. Right. And I will say that prior to that, and I had only thought about this recently, I would say about six months prior to that incident, I was driving through the Nevada desert. And I remember saying out loud and in my head, where are you guys? I know you're here. Where are you? And I, and that just occurred to me the other day. So there was an internal seeking going on. Now, nothing happened to me when I said that driving through the desert six months prior, but there was an internal seeking going on where I, I wanted to understand if we had a creator, I wanted to understand if there was other beings other than us. I wanted to understand these things. So can I tie that in? I don't know. Did somebody hear that call six months prior? Why did this happen six months later? I don't know. I don't have all those answers. I wish I did. But the ship showed up and I've since talked to quite a few people that perhaps would know. And uh, the general consensus I've gotten is that it decloaked in front of me is what happened. So when a ship decloaks like that with our cloaking technology, it looks like it appears like it did to me, like a, like a point of light that turns into a physical ship. So mm. now the startling part of all this, if you, if, if, if it's ETs, right, that's one thing. But if that's our ship, which I've now come to understand, that's exactly what that is. And I'll tell you how I figured that out. I saw that it's a very distinct looking ship. It's white. It's very angular. It's about the size of an SUV. And how I first started to figure out that it wasn't ETs, it was ours, was uh, first of all, the resonance with it, because I've since had ET experiences in, in their ships and the resonance with it was completely different. This experience was not a loving experience. It was just, I don't know how to ex explain it. Anyway, uh, I, I saw Corey Good, one of his artist renderings of the dark craft, the craft, the craft that allegedly takes him to the moon. And that was it. That was the exact same ship without so a doubt. You're, so you, so you have this experience, something just blinks on. And I have interviewed, I've personally talked to a lot of people that have had these types of experiences. Um, I've even interviewed police detectives, people, police on duty that have been like, yep, we were doing patrols and we just saw the ship come in and <laughs> we all saw it. And it was the size of like a football field. We didn't know what to do like so many of these types of instances and many people talk about how it's very instant. Um, it's not always the same kind of craft that you're talking about, which is interesting to me. And that's an interesting way of looking at it as like a cloaking type of technology. I mean, I don't, who knows, right. But if the, the question that brings up, and I'm sure it brought it up for you is if this is ours, or at least some of them are, well, here we are in the middle of a major energy crisis, oil crisis, where, um, I just got off doing an interview with somebody who was basically talking about how we're running out of oil, we're running out of energy. And a lot of those other wind energies are just not going to cut it. And the, this is what the pandemic is, is a cover up for, uh, this crash that happened in 2008, et cetera. And you're thinking, well, didn't they dig up some of Tesla's stuff? Didn't they, you know, isn't there secret space programs? We know there's all this technology that they do have. Uh, how much are they hiding it? Uh, if this is something that could save the planet, why aren't they rolling it out? Is it? And then I start thinking, well, if there has been any exchange of technology from people from other places that are more technologically advanced and our militaries or governments, if that happened at any point in time, 
are our governments and militaries really managing this? Or is this being managed by these others? You know, that's always been the thought in the back of my mind. I really, I think it's the aero. <laughs> I think it's the aerospace contractors. Hmm. Like the, and okay. I think, I think there's some elements of our military that knows the depths of this, but most don't most. Have so you no think clue. it's more in the private sector then? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. It, yeah. I'm yep. I do. And, uh, and it just, for us to have technology that this is this advanced and we're flying it around and it's all look, if that ship that I saw could cloak like that, you'll never know it's there. You guys. And I had a similar experience I'd like to share that happened at Contact of the Desert. If this can help sure. relate what we're dealing with, guys, then people need to know. So I was at Contact in the Desert, okay? And they were doing a CE5. This was a couple of years ago. Most people that watch my channel, they know about this. So I'm out there with everybody else. And there was some weird stuff that happened. There was a few weird UFOs. And this, this is actually how I ended up getting into doing what I do. There was a few weird UFOs. These are not, so it started to die down. It was getting later at night, right? And I leave it. I, I just so happened that night to be staying at a room like a couple miles away. So I drive off in my car to go back to my room. I leave. I look in my rear view mirror and I see this bright white light. I'm like, what is that? Right over the field where the CE5 is. Now, this is a major UFO conference, folks. This is a major, the biggest one of all of the whole year, okay, before, before the 19 started up. So I'm driving back to my room. I see this and I know it's a ship. It looks like an ET ship to me from my experience. So I get out my phone and I start taping this ET ship and I'm just delighted that I'm seeing it. But I'm thinking, how come nobody at that CE5 can see this ship that's above the field? It was huge, right? So I'm taping it, just fascinated. I'm talking to him. Hi, guys. What are you doing? Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, I'm just doing my thing, taping it. Well, I don't remember. I think I looked back at it in the morning or whatever. And there's two, what we describe, I mean, we don't all know all the answers, but we what what we describe as the TR-3B craft, the one that's got three red dots on it on the bottom. There's two of those right. just sitting right above that ship watching the whole thing. And somehow my camera phone, my, my smartphone caught it. I don't know how. I didn't see it, but my phone caught it. Wow. And they were sitting there. So... They were sitting there the whole time above a major UFO conference watching an ET ship that was watching us. What does that tell you? So in one now, sighting, you got kind of like a bit of both worlds in one shot. Crazy. I don't know. Me and spaceships. I don't. And when I talked to you, David, this is what's a trip too. I couldn't believe it. So David came on my channel recently, you guys. And when David came on, we had a really great discussion about disclosure and we were talking about the Galactic Federation and if 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 it if, if they should be called a power. I don't remember exactly what we said, but we were basically having this sort of back and forth about the Galactic Federation and are they here to help and should we call upon them for their assistance? Things are getting really bad on this planet, right? So I go outside <laughs> right after our interview and I never see ships where I live, ever. I never have UFO experiences here and a ship comes in, it phases in and it phases out and leaves right when I go outside of my patio. So they really like right after the show. Yes. Oh they heard God. us, David. Yeah. They heard, they, they wanted us to know that they were listening. I don't, I didn't get, I wish I had a more clear message about it. Like here's the message, but 
you know, I didn't get the message. It was just a little, it was a little wink. That's all. I don't know. Interesting. Well, if they're mm -hmm. listening, hey, come on, you got a five-minute spot. Come talk to yeah, us. Yeah, right. We got some come questions. talk to us. We need some help. <laughs> yeah, we, what the we hell's happening? This. Where are We're we? Just little human earthlings. We don't know okay. what to do here. So we're we trying. Right so you didn't, and you didn't go out. So you just kind of went out, did your normal thing. I do that a lot too. I just kind of go out and after shows, especially, you just kind of decompress and you just kind of put your thing out there. And basically, you just had a sighting right after we were talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And wow. then two more, two more within two weeks never happens here. So they're at the, they're making their presence known here um, to me lately, which I think is very bizarre. Now, is that because soft disclosure is happening with the government? Do they know they, they might, they know, I know they know cause they're telepathic. So they know that it's going on. So are they revealing themselves more because of that? I don't know, you know, uh, but we got two dynamics going on here. We have an extraterrestrial, interdimensional, ultra terrestrial. This could be a frequency thing too. I've yeah, it could be all the above. Yeah, I've long suspected that the reason they don't interact with us, or the reason we don't see them, is one the free will and that whole deal. But there's like some kind of frequency net around this planet right now. Mm. That makes sense. And there's a frequency net around a lot of people's minds. That's right. You're dealing with a, a few different types of frequency nets going on, right? And like, uh, I don't know what it's going to take to lower those and make those go away, but clearly there's some sort of separation between us and them where we can't perceive them in the way that they can perceive us. So why, why, why? And our ancient, our ancient literature, I think attempts to tell us why, but people like, like you said, they, 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 they think it's myth. They don't really pay attention to it and they really should start to pay attention to it. Well, and also it's either myth, meaning for most people, like in the scientific world, that word myth is like, oh, it's a bunch of campfire stories. When people are bored, right. they just look at the stars and they extrapolate and then they make conclude. And it's like, no myth. Mm -hmm. This is the way the ancient mind used to think, you know, bicameral mind, get into all that, understand where we got our thought. The first uh, writings on any wall were all pictures, pictograms hieroglyphic languages from Japan, from Egypt, etc. cetera. Uh, writing in, in images was the first form of communication. Then words came in later. And when you interpret and read words, you read them as symbols. You don't read them as words the way they try to make it seem. We think symbolically. We think metaphorically. So the ancient mind, when they would describe real world events that were happening, they would tell them in both hemispheres of the brain. They would tell them the logical this happened mm -hmm. and also through the metaphysical, mythological, um, projected sort of sense. And when we then pick those books up in the future, we go, oh, it's exactly as they said. It's this and that. And it's little, you know, and it's like, well, no, wait a minute. There's a truth there that you don't just throw out scientists, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's also, you don't just read the myth and go every little detail of the myth is this exact historical account. It's both because we think in both we've been trained and I would dare say programmed to only think in one or yep. the other, not both. And that's the problem. We have a dissonance in our own thinking, which is why these magicians, these hypnotists, these social engineers can go on the media and go on stage and go, Hey guys, look at over here. And meanwhile, something else is going on and you totally miss the trick yes. and you think you're watching magic or you don't know why all of a sudden you have this impulse to do weird stuff like what you see in a, a mass hypnotist stage show. 
Um, they know how to pull those strings. So we need to correct that. And that might be another reason why we don't actually in, understand this. But um, I guess you were saying there's two things happening. There's them, whatever that is, and everybody can speculate on whatever that is. It's something. I'm there. I'm there with you. It is something. And then there's the us element, the you know people in the private sector, whatever, what the government, whatever element it is, the human side that is actively trying to block the masses from fully understanding this and are themselves trying to manage it for their own benefit. And I guess that always leads me back to, well, maybe they've done some deals with the devil, so to speak, and they're not really running it. They've been given some leeway on certain things. They think they're running it, but really it's being managed by the bigger element, you know, both good and bad. Who knows? It's like an onion. There's layers. There's so many layers yeah. to it. There, but I think there's an, enough evidence, really, if you pay attention and research, I think there's enough evidence to suggest that these beings, wherever they come from, whether it's another frequency, another plane, another planet, all the above, they have, at least in the very least, they have bases here. They have bases they can enter and exit, and you will never know because they are completely cloaked. You do not see them unless they want you to see them. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Josh Reed on my show recently, and he was talking about speaking to, uh, I think it was a, a naval chief officer or something like that, you know, old school guys. And they were talking about the USOs, the underwater submerged objects or unidentified submerged objects mm -hmm. that are literally going, they have the ability to go and tunnel underneath the shelf and then come up and this is what starts to connect in this deep underground military base stuff that's networked all over the place that people like Dr. Richard Souter, um, yep. Phil Schneider, other, other people have spoken about. And you just really start to think like we've got testimony, high quality testimony from people from the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union. Uh, so Russia, we've got, you know, obviously American French, Turkey, all over, all over the world. There are sightings, there are radar readings of this stuff. And the big question is always, what are we, which, which sighting was this? Was this one of our technology that nobody's allowed to know about, or was this them? And this is where the community of people that are just interested and want to learn this stuff, everybody's splitting hairs and trying to figure it out, which we got to do. We, we have to figure out what the real truth is, in my opinion. But I think that it's interesting to think about um, the fact that they could be underground and underneath in our oceans, in our, you know, these underground caverns and systems that have also been spoken about in the ancient mythological record, creatures coming from within the earth to the surface, et cetera. And then also this something coming from above. So it's like above and below this planet is not what we think. And mm -hmm. there's a lot more going on than we can even imagine. You know, it almost feels like we're in an ant farm, doesn't it? And we're the ants. <laughs> something's watching us day in and day out or it's a big farm like because that's how we're managed we're managed like livestock when you think about it i'm not saying yeah. that's what we are but that's how these per people or things would i mean all i got to do all you have to do to understand this subject even if you're skeptical but just think about it what do humans do to other forms of life on the planet what do we do to what we consider lower forms of life we manage them we farm them we That's study right. them. We observe That's them. It's not all bad either. It's not all negative. It's just that humans, we're curious. 
And maybe something in us, we actually kind of got from them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think you're definitely on the right track. And I think that I don't have all the answers, but I'm pretty sure that that first experience that I have, it gave me what I call a consciousness shift. So what you were talking about, about the magical spell that they have us all under, right? UFOs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it broke that for me. Whatever spell and mind control I was under my whole life, it was broken just like that with that experience. Now that's a whole nother rabbit hole of why did that experience happen? We don't need to go there, but it did break that spell for me. Um, I instantly, and I think this is happening to many people on this planet right now in different forms all over the planet. This is why everybody's waking up. That spell's getting broken. Now who's breaking it and why? That's a whole nother topic, but the spells being broken, people are waking up from the mind control. And I could tell you that I started to experience our creator. I started to experience creation. I started to experience abilities um, that are beyond the five senses that were taught. Um, all kinds of things that my whole life I was led to believe was woo-woo. It wasn't real. If it's not physical, you can't prove it. It's not real. Right. Do you think that there's a component of fear as well that's part of this blockage, right? Like, I would say this. When I talk to most guys, okay, and we're sitting, we're having a beer by the fire or something, because that's all we do anymore. We don't go to the pubs anymore. We just sit by the fire. And, uh, you know, you're just sitting there talking, and you talk about this subject. There's an immediate sort of hackles getting up. Oh, no, nah, you know, and there's just like without any evidence, without any proper counter arguments. And, you know, we're just having a conversation. There's this weaseling that happens in people and you go, what's that about? Like, you don't research this every day. You just, you, you know, you, it, I'm not trying to insult anybody here, but most people don't really get into this and think about it. So why the immediate just dismissal? Is it because of the programming from the media? Is there an internal preference that people have for this not being real? Like, because it's outside of our control and people don't like to feel like they're outside of control. Um, there's maybe an ego thing where humans believe we are the most evolved, uh, right. advanced apex predators on the planet. We're untouched. We have technology and science on our side. I mean, look, we're, <laughs> we can make, uh, you know, uh, genetically modified gene therapies and call them vaccines. So therefore we must be the highest form of intelligence on the planet. Uh, there's an ego factor that comes in and goes, well, there's nothing above us. Like there's no there's no predators that are higher or, or people or beings or whatever that are more advanced than us. We're the pinnacle of creation. We're the only ones. There's a, there's a feeling of, of, of comfort in the fact that we're the only ones. Mm -hmm. And there's a feeling of comfort in the fact that there's nothing above us. Right. Um, right. other than something that we can push out into these spiritual dimensions that I think I'm not saying those don't exist. I'm just saying it, it's a comfort thing where we go, no, no, no. All that stuff goes in that category of out there somewhere that I can't understand because it's easier to process it. But what if the truth is so much bigger than we can possibly even handle? And this was an argument made by certain, uh, even military people that came out over the years and said, look, they know this is true. They know you want to know, but the, they don't think you can handle it. And maybe they're right. And I remember hearing that one time and going, no, no, you're just whatever. But now that I look around and seeing the masked planet and they're masking their infants and people and all this stuff going on, I start to go, maybe they have a point at that time in history. 
And maybe certain things need to happen to upgrade, as you say, slowly wake up strategically here and there, a little bit of disclosure on a lot of subjects, not just the UFO subject, but a lot of subjects here and there. And then it comes out slowly over time, as opposed to this big, abrupt, just interruption where most people are going to melt down psychologically if they learn the big truth about it. I don't know. What do you think? I think the truth and, and there's probably a limited number of human beings on this planet that actually know the truth. Very limited number. Uh, I think the truth is so profound that on some level, yeah, it probably would, uh, I don't know. Like, are, can we talk openly here? Are we on YouTube or no? You can say whatever you want. We are on okay. the best platforms. They don't censor me, so you go for it. Okay, just like Hugh said, I think the truth would put most people in the hospital. It's probably an accurate statement, okay? Because if you really want to walk, take this thought all the way out, right? So, okay, so we'll start there. So I think the truth would put most people in the hospital. So we're get so if the truth is that out there, okay? Let's say we've already, let's say we have, let's just say, let's entertain the thought that we've already reverse engineered this technology. Okay. Which means we're already out in space. We're already doing whatever we're doing and nobody's none the wiser because they can cloak it all. Let's just say that that's true. Right. And it's just like Foyle and I were talking about, it's like, it's all woo woo till you see it. It really is. Like I, 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 I get that on such a deep level because I, I, it was to me, like I would never have watched some of the things I've watched, entertained some of the narratives I've entertained had I not had the experiences I had which taught me I don't know anything. My experiences taught me I know nothing. Open your mind and start learning. You don't have it figured out. You have literally nothing figured out. So, um, but the truth, it seems so out there that I think at some point the divide is so huge from what the general population who's under hypnosis and mind control thinks and what's actually going on that at some point you got to bridge that gap, right? And how do you start bridging that gap, right? Maybe through a couple psychological operations. Uh, maybe through making some of the things visible that aren't visible temporarily for people that are ready. How? I mean, I'm asking you, David. How do you, how do you bridge the gap if the truth is that out there? How do you yeah. bridge the gap between what the sleepers think is going on and what the TV tells them and what's actually happening? Well, I would say slow and steady. Um, if the goal is to wake people up. So let's say what you're insinuating here is that there's a positive force, be it human, non-human mix of both, however we want to look at it, that, and even you could call it the creator or nature or whatever that wants humanity to wake up before it's too late. That's sort of rooting for us. All right. There's even a side of ourselves. If you just look on an individual level, that's like, there's a part of me that's rooting for me and is positive and is, is as goals and, and, you know, wants to go and achieve things. And there's another part of me that's kind of self-destructive and kind of right. works against me. It's like the battle of the two wolves. So on an individual level, there's a battle of the two wolves happening on in each and every one of us extrapolate that out to the macrocosm. How would it be any different? If we can see that trend in us, it's out there. So tabling that you got this positive force that's rooting for humanity, wants us to wake up, but wants it to be a choice. So free will, you know, from my thinking of it, you know, freedom yes. is the ground of being 
Freedom is the essence of the spirit of nature, the divine force that permeates the cosmos, God, whatever you want to call it. So there can't be a breach of free will. If you think of the prime directive thing, you yes. know, in Star Trek, you just, I know it's a show, but just think about it that, you know, you don't interfere with an evolving species. That's the number one rule. If there are, and that's what we would supposed to be, that supposedly is what we would have to follow if we ever go out to the stars and start exploring on public programs. Um, so if there's this positive force that wants us to wake up and then there's another force that doesn't want us to wake up, whether that's again, human, other dimensional, extraterrestrial, whatever, right. because for some reason they profit in some way, not just financially, get out of that headspace that this is all about making money for people. And this is not about making money. This is about something bigger. They profit in some way, whether it's through, um, our labor, our energy, our genetics, our resources, our bodies, our consciousness, something is of value to the elites controlling the world on the physical level and also on the other levels, okay? So there's literally a battle between good and evil happening. And it's not just going to be resolved between the two factions. For some reason, humanity is sitting in the middle, each and every one of us listening to this right now, we're sitting in the middle of this. And as crazy as it sounds, what if we determine the outcome? What if we contribute to the determination of the outcome? Because what if it isn't just fate, like determinism, which is what science would like you to believe, that everything's on a track, you can't stop it, it's impossible, that's where it's going. But if you think the whole, the timelines and everything, what if our decisions as individuals and also as a collective start to alter the timeline that we intersect with, right? Sounds and, like a spiritual war physically manifests, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to do, Alara, is to say, there's actual language that you can use to bring to life all those myths, legends, and scriptures and passages from the ancient past, combining it with science and physical understanding of material world. You can bring it all together. And what if bringing those two big pieces, which is the two hemispheres of thought together, is what allows us to finally get this truth and that's the, the truth will set us free from the bondage of the lie, right? And it's getting released from the bondage of the lie that opens up another dimension of this game of life, whether, yes. you know, and I take life seriously, but if you look at it like a game that here we are incarnating into bodies and we're, we're, we're learning about, this is consciousness learning about itself through different mediums, right? And so if that's the case, then this time in this timeline of history or this wormhole of history is an important launching point to determine whether humanity really is ready for the next level or whether we got to keep repeating this grade over and over again until we get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that made any sense. Oh, it made perfect sense. That was so well said. And I, I, I really believe that, uh, just like it says in the law of one, each entity receives the opportunity it needs. Look, these ships show up and they phase in and out and they interact with people enough where, and I know we're all under mind control. Like I, I completely get that. We're all hypnotized, but at some point, something's going to happen to you, some kind of experience. It may not be a UFO, but something's going to happen to you. That's going to be like, whoa. And you have a choice at that point to remain asleep, continue doing what you're doing or to wake up and start to evolve. And it's just like you were talking about. It's a shift in consciousness. And some people it, it's happening to, and they're, they're evolving and they're starting to open their mind and they're using more of their brain and their DNA is evolving. 
and others yeah, that's are rejecting what it. Is, it. That, oh, sorry. Finish that. No, I'm just saying, and others are rejecting it and they're choosing. And I, my heart goes out to them because I know they're all under mind control. I get it, mm. you know, but I, I literally really believe that in my heart that we all are given a, I don't think these beings, I think we're all given a choice if we want to remain suppressed and manipulated and in this dark world, or if we want to transform into something different, right? I think we're all given that opportunity and we either take it and we do something with it or we don't. And that's up to us. I agree with you. And that's how I think of it. And I don't, I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does, but I can't shake this feeling. Let me know if you feel this. Let me know if you feel it in the chat. I can't shake this feeling as much of the dark stuff that I'm looking at right now that I should normally as a rational human being, I should be freaking out and living in the trees with my family and, and digging underground catacombs and like, free, you know, there's a lot of information out there that, you know, things don't look really good right now. Okay. Let's be honest. They look like crap, Grim. right? Mm -hmm. But you go, wait a minute there's something I can't shake as a feeling that this is supposed to be happening. And I don't know, like, I don't know what it, it's one of two things, Alara, either I'm in cognitive dissonance and I'm refusing to see the reality of just how doomed and screwed we all really are. Mm -hmm. Or there's an inner still small voice that I've always kind of spoken of being almost like a warm hand on my back that honestly guys has never led me wrong in my life. Okay. So either it's, that voice that's saying it's going to get scary, it's going to get ugly, it's going to get far worse than it is, but it has to before it can get better. It must. This is the only way. And I kept thinking, and this is just the feeling I'm having. And maybe I've just been reading too much. I don't know. I just, no matter how I think about this, I keep coming back to this point. Why am I not panicked? Why do I feel calm? Why do I feel assured that we win in the end, that something good is going to come out of all of this, that there's no other way than to be put up against the wall. There's no other way than to literally watch the world change overnight. There's no other way than to feel like every single person on this planet is going to go through a period of time where they're going to feel like I'm totally, that's the end. But we need to have a near-death experience in order to appreciate life. We need to have loss of freedom in order to appreciate freedom. We need to have loss of truth in order to see the lie. We need to have loss of friendships and lose physical people that we know. As sad, as horrible as it is, and I want to stop it all, but there's a point where you just don't have control. And maybe there's a bigger thing happening here that this is essential moment in not just human history, but the history of this planet. And maybe that's even intertwined into the history of the solar system, this galaxy, this universe, this reality. That is just a ripple effect of what's going on on a bigger cosmic level. And I can't help but shake that. We've got to get put up against the wall. We have to have our teeth kicked in. We have to have a rocky moment in order to come back and win the championship. I don't know. Do you feel that? Or am I just trying to think too positively that I'm missing the reality that we're just totally screwed? Because I don't feel like that. No, you're absolutely right. It's the hero's journey. Look, <clears throat> I went through this individually and we're going to have to go through this collectively as a species on this planet. Okay. Just when I thought I was done. Okay. I've had enough. Just when I thought I was done, that ship came. It said, no, no, no you're not done. Get up. You're just beginning. 
all that trauma and the stuff that you've been through in your life was all to make you now get up. Now it's time to fight. I understand that on such like a deep level now. And I see, and it's the hero's journey. It's exactly what it is. And now humanity has to go through the same. We're just collectively going through the same thing on an individual level. We're having that experience and collectively we are, we're going to have to see it all the darkest because unfortunately, as sad as it is, all that darkness evolves you rapidly mm. as a being. And I think that's the whole point of this experience here is to evolve rather rapidly because earth is quite crazy. It's like that girl's song. Have you heard that song? Earth is a ghetto. I want to leave. <laughs> oh, it's, it's getting pretty ghetto. Um, it's pretty uh, crazy. I like how you said that. Like all of this is priming us to evolve to the next level. Real of evolution. Not that real. Evolution, not that Unfortunately, Darwinism. evolution doesn't come through. Here's that. Here's your evolution package. Yeah. Would you like to evolve now? Yes. I think I'll evolve. Thank you. That's not how it happens. Yeah. What it if we participate through, in our evolution? What about that? It, it happens through pain and suffering in my experience. That's why I call this show truth warrior. I'm like, I come from the martial art world and I am a better human being on all levels because of the suffering, the blood, sweat, and tears that I put into making myself yeah. into that thing. And I've spoken to so many other athletes or people that have lived through incredible traumas. I've interviewed a lot of people this past 2020, 2021 who lost everything. They lost family members. They lost businesses. They lost their jobs. They lost their livelihoods. They lost their passion. They lost their communities. And they're out there creating the best music they've ever created if they're musicians. They're out there creating the best podcast they've ever done if they're podcasters. And you sit there and you go, it's so true. It's, it's like humans really do need to appreciate what they have before, and they need to feel like they're going to lose it before they really connect to it. Because we tend to bliss out. And, and there's so many distractions out there that pull us into that. That's like, oh, everything's fine. It's never going to happen here. It's happening in Venezuela. It's never going to happen in Canada. Hello, Canada. Are you catching on right. that Venezuela is repeating right now in our country. Um, you know, and you, you get to this blissful ignorance state because, and I think honestly, it comes from the fact it's our dolphin side. It's like, we want to live life and have fun and be bright and happy and everything's good. And good. like, there's a side of us that's a childlike fool side. That's very virtuous and noble, but it's naive. <laughs> you, you need to balance that side of yourself with, okay, here's the crushing reality. Let's just get that out of the way before we start going back into that bliss state all the time. And we've been locked into this place of either being in extreme paranoia and fear that everything out there is going to get us and there's nothing we can do. And we're helpless in the grand scheme of things. And we're insignificant in the grand scheme of things. There's that extreme. And there's the other extreme. It's like, I'm all that is and every, ever will be. And <clears throat> I'm untouchable. I'm invincible. I don't need to look at any of that dark stuff you're talking about because it lowers my vibration and I don't need to know the truth because the truth can sometimes be too much and too heady and too freaky. And there's two extremes, right? And somehow human, it's kind of like there's an autocorrect in the universe that's like, nope, you got to get both sides. You got to balance that out in order to be able to go to the next level because true evolution of anything comes with pressure, like that katana blade that the swordsmith makes has to go through pressure and fire and getting hammered before it's a perfect piece of technology. It's like anything else. So we're being hammered in the fire and we have to face these uncomfortable truths, right? Let me jump to the next thing and feel free to respond to that. But um, there was something that keeps echoing in my mind 
I don't know what it was. I had watched Phil Schneider. I might've said this on your show. I, I'd watched Phil Schneider years ago, like early 2000s. I, I watched some of his videos and I was like, wow, that's, and it was one of those things where I just kind of put it on the back burner. It was like, wow, a government geologist with top secret clearance. He's claiming he's had access to these programs and they're digging underground bases and there's beings down there and the government's interfacing with them or these private contractors. And I went, ah, it's just a little bit too crazy. Right. But a few things resonated with me. And as soon as this stuff started coming out and then the whole Q thing came out and everybody was interested there and then all these movements keep popping up, something happened where I just thought of Phil Schneider and I went, oh, I'm going to go watch some of his presentations again. And I went and watched every single presentation he'd done. I got a book that was written by somebody close to him that was all about his life story. I listened to testimony from his wife who came out and did an interview talking about what really happened to him, how they murdered him. Um, and misrepresented his views and smeared him. And yet they're all saying he's the real deal. And I went, okay, interesting. And one thing he said was, it's kind of freaky, but he said, what we call the new world order and the alien agenda are one and the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I went, if you th just think about it, okay. Whether you think it's aliens or demons or whatever, it doesn't matter. Think about it. If we are heading towards a world where they want to unite the world under a central control grid. They want to introduce artificial intelligence that could make humans obsolete. They want to um, inject you with all this technology that can monitor every aspect of how you breathe, your gait pattern. Uh, they've given you devices where you can be tracked, that you can interact with as an introduction to that technology. Um, they are pushing the abortion agenda. They're pushing, there's a human trafficking stuff to bring into it. There's the cults element. There's the, like all these things, when you put it all in the same, all these puzzle pieces on your desk and you put it together, what picture really does emerge? Because the problem is we look at this in isolation and we go, oh, there's this over here and there's this over there and there's this over there, but it's all happening. Mm -hmm. So something has to be behind this and there has to be something bigger going on. These elites, I mean, are they that evil? Are they that evil? Yeah. But what if it's something beyond what we can even think of as human because it is extremely anti-human, the stuff that yes. I've been reading about that these people have planned for the human race. And I kind of go, and a lot of Demonic. these plans, yeah, a lot of these plans wouldn't work out for them. They live on the same planet as us, don't they? At least currently, supposedly. So why would they, why would they be spraying the skies with stuff that, you know, why would they be doing this stuff that's so anti-human if they're also on this planet. And that's where I keep coming back. It's not human. It's not human. No. At least it's not human in the way we think of as human, right? I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that uh, there's a, first of all, the stuff that's going on is there's, there's a very, there's a word to describe it, demonic, right? Okay. So if you want to call them demons or negative ETs, whatever you want to call them, you want to look at or view them at this point. Um, so there's a demonic agenda going on here. And I, like you, I don't believe humans are capable of doing this to other humans. So now following that thought along, so do we have demons or, or negative ETs in charge here? And if so, the humans that are helping them carry this out, which I think is a very small group, right? I, right. I, I suspect that they're not entirely human, the humans that are helping. I think uh, they're completely taken over by whatever this force is. It's an archonic force, whatever it is, they're taken over by it. And I'd even go so far as to say their DNA is different than us. 
They're not entirely human. There's something else. I don't know what they are, but I think the humans that are involved in manipulating us as a race. And, uh, we do seem like we're being farmed for some sort of demonic agenda. Um, it's pretty clear to me that whoever is at the very top of this, I don't think we're looking at human beings. And I don't think we're looking at entities that exist solely in this dimension. Maybe none of us exist solely in this dimension, but certainly these guys don't. That's interesting. Yeah, I hear. And that's what I can't shake is the more I look into this stuff and how big it is and how like even just think about this pandemic we were planned pandemic that we've been subjected to here. You just get to a point where if you even look away from the mainstream media narrative for five minutes, it only takes five minutes guys for this to click. You just literally have to like stop watching the TV and then just like for five minutes, I could catch you up to a few basic things that will help you know that that is total bullshit. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you're going to start to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. And this is where everybody gets tripped up, isn't it? Dave, why would they lie to us like this? They, why would they do that? Why would, and then, and it's the same question people ask, well, why would evil psychopaths be looking to reduce the human population? Aren't they humans? Why would they want away? I don't get it. It's just, I can't compute it. And it's the same question they probably had when they read about Jeffrey Dahmer or any of these cult leaders or right. I don't know, Hitler, Stalin, Mao. You, you start to go, I don't have the answer, but it, definitely feels inhumane. Let's start there. It's inhumane. We're being treated in an inhumane way. And the policies that our governments are enforcing, regardless of what they're using to justify it, are not in our best interest. Like okay? we're being farmed. It feels like and we're it, being farmed. That's the punchline, isn't it? It feels I like we're it being is. farmed. It is. If it feels like we're being farmed, then something or someone is farming us or we wouldn't be feeling that. There's two of even us just now. for energy. Yeah. Even just for energy. Right. Do you guys feel out there like we were being farmed in the chat? Put can you put a one in the chat if you feel like we are being farmed too, if you don't feel like we are being farmed intuitively? Let's see how many people out in the chat think that we're being feel just intuitively that we're being farmed on some level. Now who's at least by it? one aspect of this? Because I also want to talk to you about the, the uh the good guys in a minute, because we're going to talk about the bad guys first, but there's a good side to this. Okay. we got a bunch of ones, 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 ones. Of, so no, we're not, someone says, no, we're not being farmed. Ones, ones, ones. Okay. Everybody, okay. A lot of people feel farmed. Um, so I'd say yeah. that's what 90% of the chat have this intuitive feeling that we're being farmed. Now, why do we all feel this? If it's not, if it's not happening, why? Well, because Alara, you see, we are conspiracy theorists and we are um, a part of a, a big psyop that we're just, we have this problem with authority and we don't trust science. That's the, we don't trust the science and that's why we feel like we're being farmed right now oh, for resources. Okay. Well, great explanation, David. Thank I just you. want to clear that up for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now that we talked about being farmed and there, we could get into, uh, what's his name? Uh, Crick and a bunch of other guys that came out with this. Um, you could even get into... Oh, just go read Michael Tessarian's book, Atlantis, Alien Visitation, Genetic Manipulation. Just go through that. It's basically just a resource manual of source material from all over the world. It'll blow your mind. Um, it, it, you know, yeah, human farming. I think Stefan Molyneux did a video on this in terms of a tax farm. You could even just look at it monetarily as, as a tax farm for the elites and the bankers. And people can connect with that. Like, oh, yeah, they're definitely farming us for money. Uh, they're definitely going to farm us for that. They're definitely using us for our manpower and our labor. 
They're definitely using it. And you go, okay, so maybe farmed is a hard word. What about used? Do you feel like you're being used? I'm pretty sure people would be like ones all the way used, down for that. Manipulated. Manipulated, abused. Right. By those abused. in power. And if, if, and if you, you know, you mix in the beings that have advanced technology that are popping in and out of our reality and leaving at will, it seems like something or someone is watching us too. So if they're watching this whole manipulation game that's going down, that's going on here, who's watching and why? Why are they watching, watching the show? Watchers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to ask yourself these questions. There's these advanced spaceships in the sky. Now, whether you believe that we have that technology or not, we're operating, that's a whole other thing. But there's some people out there that are not us, that have advanced technology. They're watching us. They're watching us be manipulated. And they're not intervening. Mm. And they're not intervening yet. Why? Oh, but they do. They've shut down our silos, our missile silos. Oh, yeah. Who They've was taken... the guy that came on Disclosure Project team? Or, so, um, he talked about that. Right. So they've done that. So they have intervened. They just right. don't openly do it. Um, and they only do it on occasion. But it looks like whoever they are that's watching, when they do intervene, it seems to be to our benefit and that they want peace here. I mean, the hints that they're giving us is enough with the nukes. You're going to blow each other up. Hmm. So if the guys that are watching us are bad guys, why are they doing that? I mean, these are really questions and conversations we need to start having. Hmm. I mean, it actually we goes need to, to know. Your... Oh, finish. Well, that. the TV, the TV is telling us that, you know, if you, if you listen to a tip and their narrative, well, these, these are a, a threat to national security. It's a, it's a threat. There's a threat in the sky. We need to assess the threat. The, the threat has been there for nearly a century and nobody cared. And it almost appears as though nobody cares right now. But ask yourselves, guys, if they were really a threat, look at how advanced they are. Why are they shutting down our nukes? Why are they apparently appearing to certain humans at random and having experiences with them and teaching them things? and then disappearing again. Why are they doing that? Now, yeah, you have your negative element, right? Which is your abduction stories about grays and so forth. But doesn't it seem like those stories have all but gone away? This is something I, I, I really kind of, if we have time, would like to get into too. Yeah, go. You got as much time as it you want. It seemed like for years and years and years, we had these gray, quote unquote, extraterrestrials that were abducting people, doing things to them, negative things. It seems like this has stopped. And it seems like these abductions by these gray beings stopped right about the same time that the whole planet started waking up. Now, I don't know what the connection is there, but I think there's something to that. So I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be very hard to find all the data and, and on, like, on the testimonies and who's giving testimonies when they gave it. But just a feeling on it is, this subject's always been a mixed bag for me. Like there's people, uh, who is it? Dr. Carla, uh, singer, no, Dr. Carla, someone, she used to have a very negative, uh, view of this because she studied abduction phenomena and she studied, she had her own experience that was extremely negative mm -hmm. and abusive. Um, and she was like a PhD, very smart, scientific minded person. Um, and then you had people like Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer, who's like, they're all our buddies. There's no threats. You know, why would they traverse 
the whole gal- galaxy right. to come here and harm us. What do we have? You know, and then there's, you know, so there's, it's so funny how people kind of end up in one camp or the other, but then I just go, well, let's just do a basic observational exercise. Look at the human species. Most people are, they mean, well, we're ignorant, we're brainwashed, whatever, but they're good people. I can go to a barbecue at some place in Canada and go f- you know, go somewhere else in Mexico and I can meet human beings that are, they mean, well, they're not going to kill me. They'll carjack you. They're not carjack. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying there's both. But exactly. And that's what I mean is like, but then I've also met full blown psychopaths. I've experienced directly evil on a level that is like, it's amazing. And I've studied it. And so you go, okay, so within the human being, there's both. So of course we're dealing with both. Cause this With duality is what we live. Exactly. Right. right. So, yeah. and even, even this is where people start to become generalized in their thinking where they go, well, everybody working in the government and military is evil because they didn't tell us about this. And it's like, well, no, it's not so simple as that Mm-mm. to just whitewash everybody and put them all in a basket. Nobody likes when they do that, when that's done to them, just like us right now being called conspiracy theorists and UFO tinfoil hatters or whatever, because we're talking about this. Nobody wants to be put in a basket. So we can't do that if we don't want that done to us. We have to look at this reasonably and go, there are good people everywhere that are trapped and that are trying to do what they can and aren't perfect. And I would say there's good people in the military projects. There's good people in the government. There's good people in the military. There's good people in those private contractor uh, organizations that are trying to find ways to blow the whistle. There's, 100%. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, have yep. you ever had any experience or interviewed anybody or anything like that from the inside that has told you anything? Or have you ever got any whispers of that stuff? I mean, I think those guys are, I think I, I really kind of feel that. I think a lot of them wind up in that situation. Okay. So I think, I think, and I, I don't have a family, so I don't know what this is like. I can only speculate, but I think a lot of them, they, they get into it. They really don't know what they're getting into. All of a sudden they're exposed to stuff that's whoa, way outside what they thought was going on. All right. And they got a family and they're, they're threatened or told to sign this or that. And what would I do in that situation? I'm this close to retirement. If I just keep my mouth shut, I could start, keep working on this stuff. And at least I know what's going on and my family's safe. And, um, that would be a hard decision to make. And I don't, that would be a really hard decision to make, you know? And I, and, um, I hope as this goes on more and more people will come forward, but, but I also understand their predicament, you know? I also understand what's kept the secrecy going so long. You know, I'm sure these guys have their ways of keeping people from opening their mouth about this stuff. Um, I think that whole dynamic is changing now. But as far as me talking to people, I, I wouldn't say that I've talked to anybody. I've talked to people that um, allegedly have knowledge. Um, I Well, I guess I've talked to a couple people. I've come to, I've, I've talked to, on air on my channel, I've talked to a couple uh, secret space program whistleblowers um, and others. But sorry, what was the question, David? I think I completely lost track. You just of answered question. it. No, you just answered it. I was just wondering if you'd had any experience with that. I was just trying to weave that in that 
There are good people on the inside. I'm seeing this even with the whole pandemic thing. Look at all these nurses associations and frontline doctors. And I'm going to be interviewing uh, next week um, some police officers from an organization in Canada called Police on Guard for Thee, which are trying to come from within the police to educate fellow police and the public about their constitutional rights and how the government's violating it with all these lockdown measures. So there's there's every time that these things start to heat up, it inspires the good people inside that feel yes. trapped, that have blowback, yep. that are going to get disciplinary action, that are going to lose their jobs, that are going to be smeared. There's going to be Wikipedia pages written about how crazy they are, et cetera. Um, but they're willing, they're willing to do it despite that, which means it's probably that important, right? And they are coming out more and more. And so that's where I start to go, well, all this stuff in the media, now when the media starts talking about aliens and UFOs and sightings and military um, that's where I start to go. Is that a product of the fact that the media is losing its ratings? Like you wouldn't believe because they've been lying to us about so many things and they've been caught and everybody's going to all these alternative platforms. Is that because someone behind the curtain is going, okay, you have no choice. You have to cover this. Right. Or is that because there's another agenda to them releasing it? But then I can't get away from that thought that if they release any any sliver of this to the mainstream public in an official way, you can't put it back in the box. I didn't wake up to the whole story, Alara, in one moment. Neither did you. Like something happened to you that went, oh, I'm going to go look into this. And then you find, oh my God, I can go back as far as I want in history. And people have already been talking about this. Why didn't I learn about this? Something's happening, the, right? The, uh, the, the unintended side effect, no matter what, if you start talking about the subject, is a shift in consciousness, period. All those people right. sitting on the couch watching the TV that never thought about this topic before are going to start thinking about it and they're going to start looking up. And the ones that start looking up are going to start to see things. They weren't paying attention. So I'm telling you, it's going to cause a shift in consciousness. Now, why would the people that are manipulating us and suppressing us allow or promote this discussion so that a shift in consciousness could even happen in the first place. And That's, this is where yeah. we go back to Bluebeam. This is where we okay. go back to Bluebeam. So there, once the cat, like you said, once the cat's out of the bag, it's out of the bag. There's no putting it back. You can't control it after that, right? Now, why would you do that? Why would you do that? If, you're stand, if you stand to benefit from humanity being asleep and hypnotized, right? Why would you do that? So I think at some point, they, re they really want us to believe the UFO, not us, we know. They want the sleepers to believe now because they tell the sleepers what to think, okay? They want the sleepers to now believe in their mind the UFOs are real, okay? Uh, I think a lot of the sleepers at this point will even will have an experience like that and deny it hmm. because they're literally so hypnotized, right? So what they're doing right now is they're deprogramming the sleepers, right? To be able to accept that when it does happen, right? So the human mind will reject things it's not ready to accept That's for right. a very various numbers of reasons. So why are they doing that? And I really, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think there's benevolent forces out there that have our back. And at what point do they show up in this whole situation? I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that. But um, I definitely think that they're keeping that card ready. They're setting the stage for when things get a little too noisy down here and crazy and it looks like they might actually 
maybe get brought to justice for what they've been doing to us. Please. They might have a last card to pull. Yeah. That. And why would you pull that card knowing that if you put ships in the sky and beings, that that's going to cause a shift in consciousness that's unstoppable? Why would you do that? Would be an absolute last ditch effort. Why would you? That's going to wake them all up. You don't want to do that unless it's really that bad where you have no other option left. You're done. Yeah, that's so a good point. We're getting to end game for them that's to even be seeding the sheep with the UFOs. Hey, there's UFOs. You need to believe this in your mind now for them to even be doing that. They're setting the stage so that they have that card to pull if they need to pull it because it's getting that guys, this is a good sign. It means mm -hmm. it's getting that bad for them where they get to start seeding the consciousness about the ships because they may have to pull that card. They may have nothing else left. And you know what? Your answer there was perfect for even the skeptic of the subject, because whether people believe it's true or not, they don't need to believe it's true or not in order to understand what you just said, that there's a reason they're playing this card. This is a game. To, there's, a, there's only so many moves left on the board. There right. is so much bubbling to the surface, Alara. You and I have been chatting about certain things and sharing things. Like, think about it. Like, they're demolishing Jeffrey Epstein's house right now and digging around in his backyard. There's Ghislaine Maxwell's trials coming out in the fall, along with the release of the film uh, about Tim Ballard starring Jim Caviezel, Sound of Silence, about human trafficking. More of that information is coming out on the daily. Um, there's uh, Fauci's totally screwed. He's going to be found out to be involved in gain of function research with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's going to start to come out that he was one of the sole players and he's just a little tadpole compared to the big guys, but he was one of the sole players in this whole pandemic, as well as many others. You're going to find out soon that your government lied to you in your face daily to cover up something else probably having to do with the energy oil crisis and maybe, and of course they want to shift the world in that direction. Anyways, it's all a stage, but no matter. And then I could keep going on. P tell me in the chat what you guys have seen about exposures. Look how many people are in the streets this past Saturday, worldwide protests. And they weren't just protests in the lockdowns. We're seeing the spirit of freedom rise in people and rebellion yes. rise in people. That's what we're seeing. They want to know it all. These people know they were lied to about the pandemic. That was their doorway into this Rubik's Cube hallway, okay? They now are going to start to go, those people right now, they're sitting at home right now and went, yeah, I just woke up the pandemic. Oh my God, the vaccine is killing people I know. Jeez, what, something's happening. And they're going to go, what else are they lying to me about? What else have they lied to me about? Who are these people? What Are we being farmed? They're going to get there. Okay. Their, day, and, their days are numbered and they know it. With exactly. Trump, it doesn't matter this Everybody's doesn't matter. waking up. It doesn't even matter. This is all coming out and their days are numbered and they know it. And that's why we're seeing UFO disclosure right now on a very limited level because they know it. Their days, it's all going to come out. It's a matter of time. Oh, I love it. I'm with you. We, we need to keep that hope alive. And you know what? Hey, even if just us talking right now, you and me, Alara, people listening in, talking about yeah. this right now with us, thinking about it. I hope I at least gave you something to think about here. Uh, you don't have to agree with me, but we're thinking about it. That's creating a new space, a new domain of knowing. Yes. You know, that's creating a new consciousness shift. Like you said, we don't have yes. all the answers yet, but we're 
you know what? We're getting kicked out of our firm belief that we've got a handle on everything and we know everything. And that's what we need to break through and go, wait a minute. True knowledge is knowing how much I don't know. True knowledge requires yes. humility and perspective and rethinking and analyzing and having conversations. And, you know, that's true knowledge. That's what humans need to wake up to. And that's what we are waking up to. So in Toronto, just to let everybody know, I don't know how big some of the protests were around the world on Saturday because um, they keep having these global protest days and it's going to continue. It's just getting started. Um, but Toronto had an epic amount, Toronto, Canada guys, an epic amount of people in the streets. It was men, women, children, all colors, backgrounds, genders, whatever. They were all there. And the media, you know what they try to do? Hundreds of people took to the streets and it's a far right gang of conspiracy theorists that all believe in QAnon. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're retarded. That's like someone's grandma. She just got like her son died getting the vaccines. That's why she's marching. And then she's going to wake up to the next level. And so for me to see movement like that in Canada, there's, uh, I had him on the show. Uh, they call him Grizz Patriot, Mark Friesen. He's doing a road tour across the country with like, Maxime Bernier and politicians and Canadians and they're picking up and they're waking people up. And, and then there's all these different factions. There's uh, guys that are doing health and freedom uh, events in the U S that I'm hearing about. They're going to have like general Flynn, Sidney Powell's going to go all this stuff. You know how many people are going to watch that? Do you know how many people watch all this alternative media now they're leaving Twitter and Facebook and they're going to these other platforms. The, why? It's because they want to know the truth. People are mm -hmm. tired of being lied to. They're tired of being farmed and kicked around and treated like farm animals. And they know it. They're not farm animals. Yes. You are not a farm animal. You're a human being. You have value. You're made of the stuff of the universe. You're not alone. Like, think about that. We don't have to be living chained to this bullshit fiat currency economic crap. Nope. We don't, we have, don't to have to chained live this to way. The oil. No, we don't have. If we they're flying around. different. Yep. If they, this is what I was going to say, because I just got off a call with a really amazing guy who just blew my mind about how bad the oil situation is and the energy situation. And I didn't plug this in when I think, is it coincidence that I just spoke to this amazing man who is very knowledgeable and knows about this? And now I'm jumping on with Alara to talk about this subject. It might seem unrelated, but think about it. If these things, whatever they are, military or off world, are able to fly around without making a sound, hover for extended periods of time, blast off at light speed, make right angle turns at 5,000 miles an hour under the water and in, in the air, um, have no sound, no clear propulsion system. What kind of technology are they using? Which means right. what kind of technology could we use that would save this planet from annihilation? Cause we're up against the brink right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's yep. in black projects or whether it's off world or both, we're being shown right now in these really weird, obscure, vague ways that there's other options, that we listened to the wrong people in history and that there yes. were brighter minds that knew how to solve these problems so that we do not have to listen to these globalists that are like, you guys are melting the planet. There's too many of you. We got to whack a couple of you. Like, we don't need to listen to that shit anymore because we know that there are better solutions out there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think human like this is really this is just a hopeful thing all day long. Humanity's starting to get it. Like they they like it's just like you just said, they know they've been lied to. They may not have all the answers and all the truth, but they're starting to seek it. And the main key, they're fighting back. They're fighting back. They're saying, 
Right. As a human race, we can choose to live differently. We do not have to live the way that you guys have programmed us to live. We don't have to live this way. There's a different way. And we know that and it's, it's, it's all, it's a, all these different things from the UFO technology to this, to that people are starting to research. They're learning about truths, enough truths to know that if they just stay on this path, they can change the course of things. Right. And this energy is just going to keep going. And people are, they're not just waking up, they're fighting back. And the more and more that this happens, this whole paradigm on this planet is going to change. We don't, it's, like you said, you see, you say, say things so well, David, we do not have to live this way just because we were programmed to believe that we had to live this way. Go to work, pay your taxes, blah, 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 blah. We can choose. We, this is our planet. This is our planet. We can live however we want here. We can use the resources in a more responsible way. We can treat each other differently. This place can be peaceful and loving. It does not have to be the way that it is. And who's going to change that? We are. We are. And the kids yeah. that we raise properly outside of their system. I love it. Alara, you're a warrior. This is, this is what we need to talk about. And every time we talk about these subjects... You have to come at it like a warrior. You got to know we're going to win this. I'm, I don't want to hear the messages of people that are super pessimistic and, oh, we're screwed. Just don't even waste the time. Like, just don't even comment. If that's how you feel, just stay quiet because you're spreading a pestilence. You're spreading the mass hysteria that the whole world is infected with right now, which is we're hopeless, we're doomed, it's over, and we get addicted to that. Don't you know there's even chemistry in your brain that's been measured that you can get addicted to doom and gloom? You can get addicted to negative thinking. You can get addicted to feeling like you want to give up because guess what? It's like those two wolves I was telling you about. If you feed that wolf inside you that is self-destructive as opposed to self-creative, what do you think is going to happen to your mind? Even if there's plenty of examples that you could give me that say, no, Dave, we're totally screwed. I get it. We're up against the precipice. We've got challenges in front of us, but a true hero, a true warrior, somebody that really has their humanity intact, never gives up. Even if you lose your body, even if you die out of this dimension, you, you come back and you haunt this shit, man. You're, you're, you're not giving up no matter what. That's where I, that's the level I'm personally as a being committed to. They can take me out. Asteroid hits the planet. I don't know. Mass, whatever. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in this to win this. And if you're in this to win this, you have to get your mind right. And I also believe, and let me know what you think about this, Alara. There's an element of consciousness, a biology of belief that is not factored in by a lot of people because we were taught and raised through the materialistic paradigm or the extreme religious paradigm that we're hopeless victims and we need to be managed by people who are experts or gods right. or whatever, right? So you go, wait a minute though. What if that was all programming? Mm -hmm. What if, what if, what if we've been the solution to the problems we've created this entire time? And what if, if all we do is shift our consciousness, even a little bit, a little shift, a little mind shift. If you can see changes in your physical life by, for example, your diet, if you're eating like shit and you're constantly getting sick and your immune system sucks, if you just make a few little tiny shifts in your diet and your exercise and in your thinking, you're not going to, you're going to see changes, right? So humanity needs to do that. This world needs that done. So there's little shifts that happen, little pushes, oh, challenges, oh, back to shift again. And then 
it improves the whole system over time. And so we can't look at this as right now I'm scared. So therefore I feel like we're doomed or I feel like this is all negative. Well, if we make little shifts and we go, I'm not going to get into hopium and pie in the sky nonsense. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a realistic, grounded knowledge that truth wins, that we, we, we're not going to just lose. We're not just going to sit down. Hundreds of millions of people around the world are fighting back. And even if they weren't, you're fighting back. And that's enough. Unseen forces come to your aid when you follow the truth, right? And you try to find the truth. So I'm not here to be telling a negative message, even though I could sit here and regale you with instance after instance of things that you should be afraid about. But that's not going to solve anything. I look at them as challenges that we need to overcome and that we can overcome. But it starts with the way we, that's why I love how you opened the show, yeah. Laura. It starts with the switch, man. It starts with the switch. And maybe that's even part of why we have to experience the depths of hell before we can see heaven. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You have such a way of articulating stuff, David, that I just don't have, but uh, you're really good at that. But uh I had a completely like thought I wanted to share with you about that, but I lost it. I oh. get so lost when you're talking. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I, I talk lose, too much. I I'm all fired no, up today. That's why you're, you're no, I, I completely agree. No, I, Oh, this is what I was going to say. You know, if it was black hats that w woke me up, they screwed up. Hmm. <laughs> right. They wrote the, they woke up the wrong one. If it was white hats, well then I could kind of understand why you'd wake me up. But if it was black hats, they made a big mistake waking me up. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. It's if it's all, it's all PSYOP. Thank you, PSYOP. Now you've unleashed a beast. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. But I mean, if you ask me, I think there's a design to all of it. I think there's a yeah. divine force, a creator. And I think this is a multidimensional whatever it is. And uh, I think there's literally a design. I think there's a part of me that exists outside of space and time that is kind of managing me here or trying to manage me. Maybe they're us hmm. in the future, in the future. I mean, it's yeah. possible. And I think there's some element of me that exists outside of space and time in another dimension. That's trying to help guide this. I call it the, the lower me trying to help guide the lower me onto the best optimal timeline. Right? So, uh, it's just, are you going to take the guidance from your, are you going to even be open that there's a force guiding you? That's beyond really what you can even comprehend in this current, you know, I call it a game too. It's like this, I call it the, the level. This is the level of the game in this current level of the game, this level of the game that we're at five senses, physical reality. Is there a God? We don't know. Are there aliens? We don't know all the suppression. So it's clear to me that uh, this level of the game is about soul evolution and are they going to fight back or not? Yeah. Like uh, how badly do they really want freedom? They keep talking about wanting freedom, but do they mm -hmm. really like, I've often thought of it this way. Like someone asked me the other day, look, if there's any good in this world, if there's any angelic or other help, or even just good people working behind the scenes, how could something so evil as this human trafficking issue exist at such a level? Right. And you sit back and you go, that's a good question. How could good forces be standing by? Let's just assume that they are. I don't think they are, but let's just, how could good forces just stand by and allow that to continue in order to help wake people up or whatever it is. Right. And I go, I don't think that's how it works. I think people forget about the free will component. 
that evil exists because good people do nothing. Absolutely. On an individual level, the evil you do to your every any evil you do in the world, a person does externally to somebody else, any abuse you commit to anybody else, verbal or physical or otherwise, you've first done that to yourself. Absolutely. Any love that you can have for another started with a deep and profound love for who and what you are and what brought you here, the kingdom of heaven within, as they say, right? Not yep. the not the ego self that's just petty. Design, you know, we're not talking. We're talking next level here. Okay, so if we are to wake up, our ignorance, our willful ignorance, combined with you know just not knowing the nation component, is the reason why that thing of human trafficking and we could bring a bunch of other things into it. But that's the baddest one for me. Um, that that evil exists because we chose to not see it. Yes, it was disguised from us. It's I'm not blaming us. Yes. I, the people who do it are the responsible ones, okay? I'm not trying to make us all the I'm just saying think about it. Like now that you know, are you going to try to forget about it just because it's traumatic or are you going to rise up like a hero and like a warrior to now incorporate that into your worldview and realize hey, the same people telling me that I have to wear a mask and get a shot are directly involved in either not talking about this very important issue or might even be directly involved with that issue on one level or another. And you can't unknow that. You know what I mean? This, this stuff went on and these people did what they did because we all had our heads in the sand. I'm fully included there in that. Go. Oh, same here. Yep, same here. And our heads are coming out of the sand now. We have a choice to make. What are we going to do about it? You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that, turn, that they'd rather look away Work away, continue on with simple life, whatever. Even if it is manipulated, suppressed, and they're slaves, who cares? At least I can pay my bills, I can eat, and mm. I can keep my house, my yard, whatever. Like, But literally, it's our willful ignorance is the reason these things have gone on. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Once I found out that stuff was going on on this planet, once I figured out how, once I figured out how deep the rabbit hole goes, with disclosure, the secret space program, human trafficking, all of it, I was pissed. And I mean, and now what do they call that? The righteous anger? Yeah, not like pissed, yeah. not like a revenge pissed. Like, I got to get up and do something now. This mm. has to stop. And the only way it stops is if it starts with me. I have a choice what I'm going to do. This is something as small as throwing your cigarette butt and opening a door. That's where it starts. Like I can't control what everybody around me is doing. I can't control the people with the masks on and the care. I can't control that, but I can control me and I can speak right. my truth. That's where I can start. I can control my own behavior. And I think that that's where it begins. And then enough people are in that state of, I love me, which means I love humanity. I'm going to fight back when enough people get to that point. I think the whole thing just changes. That's it. How do you flip the paradigm on an entire planet? I think this is where it starts. We're seeing the beginnings of it right now. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I, I, I think so. And I think that's why for anybody wondering why isn't there divine intervention of some kind, you go, well, that's not how divine intervention works. 
Mm-mm. It doesn't just come in and save your day when you made some mistakes or some oversights. Hey, nope. you go out in nature. Nature is your greatest teacher, right? So nature, you go out and you think that you can fly and jump off the edge of a cliff and you'll be okay because you have divine protection. Nature is going to be like, nope, right? So there's certain, there's certain laws that have to happen. So I think maybe a certain level of humanity has to wake up before we even get the help we need. If we get any, right? Oh, like, I, I, for, I agree fully. It's, it's got to be a certain threshold of, okay, we want to help you. We're rooting for you, you know, but you're not getting help until you at first do a little bit to help yourself. I think of it in my job as like, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I've run a business. I've run a dojo. I've run teams. I've run podcasts, projects, whatever. And, um, I get people that are always like, oh, they're hardcore. They want to come in my dojo and they're like, I'm going to be a black belt in four years. I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to go win champion. I'm going to dedicate myself. And then they quit at yellow belt. And then you get people that, you know, jump in and they're, they're getting some business coaching from you. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do this. And I want to, I want to make my business success. And you're like, okay, do these steps. And then they're like, you, you just, they stop calling you. They're off the map. And you just see it so many times where it's like, they're not quite ready. They're in the mind. They're like, yeah, I'm with you, but they're not quite ready to do the actual practical work that it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I go and I go, well, I can, I can't keep saving your ass. I can't do the pushups for you. If you're in my class, I can't do the roundhouse kick reps that you need to do. I can't uh, make your business just work magically. I got my own business to run or whatever it's going to be. Right. Eventually you got to learn to fend for yourself right? Like even my daughters, I got a, you know, a couple young d- girls and I'm, I'm at that point where as a father, I'm really trying to instill, like, I can't just keep coming to save you. You, you want, you want some toast, go put some bread in the toaster and make some toast. You want, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's just, you got to start teaching them how to actually find the confidence and the willpower to go and do something good for themselves. And maybe on a level, there's, there's some good coaches that we have that are just prodding us along to go, Hey, if you want it all revealed, if you want the freedom you crave, if you want the prosperity and all the free energy and get rid of this Illuminati pestilence on your planet, here are the qualifications. Let's see if you pass the test. We're rooting for you, but we're not doing it for you. We're not doing it all for you. We'll make sure you're not going to be annihilated, which I think there's a reason we're still even having these conversations. And I think it's because evil is not the only force at work in this world. But Make no mistake about it. Real good beings of help or people that are there to help us, teachers, guides, saviors, gurus, whatever, the real ones, they're there to teach you how to fish. They're not here to give you fish. Yep. Absolutely, David. Couldn't agree more. Well, Alara, this is just, I love this conversation. I think you're doing a great job. I didn't even get you to tell people where to find your show. I mean, where do we watch your show where do people follow you on social media? What projects are you working on right now? You got any good interviews coming up? Tell us a little bit more about your platform and what you're doing. Uh, well, for those that aren't familiar with me, I do Space Force News with my co-host, Loyal to the Foil, on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on my channel. Um, I do I do a lot of different stuff. A lot of things are about to start changing on my channel. I'm going to be doing some different stuff. I'm going to be coming on solo and chatting with the peeps and doing some different things and um, and, and I do interviews. I got another show called conspiracy couch, which is a call-in show where we kind of go down rabbit holes of different topics and discuss it. So I do a lot of different stuff. Um, my channel is called one foot and five D. 
Um, you could find me on YouTube, foxholepill.net, Rockfin, uh, DLive. And then my main, I, I'm, I've got various social media, media accounts, but I don't really use them very much. Um, mainly I'm on Telegram now since my Twitter account got pulled down. Um, oh, you can Twitter find me at, okay. oh yeah, I got, I, when they took Trump, they took mm. my account and you know, almost everybody else. So, um, don't hashtag things. <laughs> I'm just, I knew that day was coming, man. It doesn't matter. I knew. It's a badge of but, honor. Uh, and well, that's something that happens when you first get on there. And you, I was so green when I first, I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was hashtagging stuff and doing things that I know now, you know, as like a vet, I'm like, no, you don't, don't do that. You know, that's all bad right there. But anyways, um, yeah. So my telegram channel is Alara of serious channel. And, um, yeah, I'm just keeping up the fight, man. The, 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 you know, my main thing is disclosure and the UFOs and that topic, but I kind of, I'm kind of into all of it, kind of like David. And um, I'm really grateful that you invited me to come on here and have this conversation with you. I really resonate with what you say, David, and your spirit, your warrior spirit. I think you're awesome. And um, I loved talking to you the other day. It was cool to see that ship after the show. And um, anytime you want to chat about just about any subject, David, I'm totally down. I think you're doing amazing work. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, on. thank you. I feel the same way. I, I'm, it was great. To, uh, I want to thank Methods for hooking us up there. We've been chatting on Discord and it was so much fun coming on your show. I got a lot of great feedback. I hope you got some more people that joined your Telegram and stuff. I've linked it into my Telegram. That's my main place these days anyways. And um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like the subjects that you're covering are going to be of great importance very, very soon. This subject as much as it used to just be, for me, it was my fun subject. Like I've always thought it as being a very important, but it was always my fun thing. It was like, oh, I need to take a break from studying, uh, you know, all this crazy geopolitics and the financial collapse. I need to take a break from that and go just look at some aliens or something. <laughs> like, And now I'm like, oh, this is actually part of everything. And this is a big picture thing. And it's very important. So I think this is going to be more relevant as the days go by. They're going to need good journalists and good media people out there to help them sift through the bullshit because there's going to be bullshit coming with this hundred percent guarantee it. Um, so we need people like you, Alara to that have, have done this work already. You've got the research you you're connected to James Gilliland and some of those other people. You've had a lot of guests on your show. It's just good to have different perspectives, right? And, um, to give people the information that they may not have, and they're definitely not going to get from the mainstream media, even though they're leaking it out a little bit, come to these channels. We're going to give you the big picture, the best we can. I learned just as much from my audience as I do from my guests, um, which I'm grateful for everybody. Even if we disagree, I'm grateful for every perspective because I just want to know the truth. I see that you're on that same path and I just want to encourage you to keep doing it. Like that's, that's so awesome that you do these shows, the call-ins and everything. And uh, I just, I don't know, something inside me is telling me that we're going to be a lot more important with this subject coming up real soon. Yeah, well, we're going to get there. The whole human race is going to get there. I, even though things are so dark, I try to just laugh at all of it, David, because I know we're going to yeah. get there and all this darkness has to be exposed in order for us to really step into the light. So I just, you just got to laugh at it, man. That's what I do. Just got to laugh at it. Keep your sense of humor. What do they say? Be light of spirit, right? That's the way to survive. Right. I've often, so I've often thought of it as I'm the alien that's come to this planet and I'm observing the, the local wildlife and the, the different forms of life on the planet. And, oh, there's some stuff happening. And it kind of takes you out of it a bit where you think of, hey, I'm the one observing here. And you just observe it and you're part of it. But it's like that old thing, you know, be in the world, but not a part of it. 
but not of it. <laughs> that statement couldn't be more true than now than ever before. And, um, and so I'm trying to team up with like-minded people that feel the same way and we're all going to get through this. And, um, so I appreciate, you know, your words, your contribution coming on the show. And I want to encourage anybody here to go follow you, uh, check out your shows. And, um, I can't wait to do this again sometime. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. You definitely got to come back on my channel too. My peeps love you. They think you're oh, amazing. Anytime. Anytime. You are amazing. So oh, thanks. yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us guys. This has been a lot of fun. It's been great. Alara, I'll let you go. Um, let me know if you see any other stuff flying around after. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again real soon. And thanks to everybody for tuning in for your chats. Um, I think some stuff's about to hit the fan. So buckle up. Uh, check out Wednesday. I got to do this quick announcement. Wednesday, I have a gentleman named Drago who is coming on my show. I booked him. Uh, thanks to my good buddy, Sarkis. Hey, Sarkis, I know you're listening. Thanks for the hookup. Drago was interviewed on Jocko Wilnick's podcast. It got over a million views. This guy is like a badass Navy SEAL. He was born and raised in Poland. He fled communism. The experiences that he has are incredible. Then he came to America, served in the military, and is trying to educate uh, people in the West about uh, what's really going on behind some of these ideologies and what's being pushed right now and how to identify it. So this is going to be a monumental show. So make sure you check it out on Wednesday and uh, lots more coming your way, guys. So Alara, thank you. Everybody listening, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch everybody next time. Cheers, everyone. Have a great evening, guys.